Hey guys, this is Mandy, and I love getting pedicures, even though my feet are ticklish. Hi everyone, this is Ollie, and I don't understand why people don't floss. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. podcast. You search for guys with the most things. Daddy ran away, left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Same ones you. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Ollie. How are you Hi. doing? Ah, I'm okay. Not too great. Not too terrible. <laughs> right on the fence. Oh, right on the <laughs> fence. Just a right on the fence. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a week. I'm kind of like you, where it's like just it's been a week. Not a good week. Not a bad week. Just life. So yeah, <laughs> that's where we're at, guys. <laughs> I'd like to have uh, peppier news, but I'm just not there right now. So I feel you. If we're going to hop right into, like, goal stuff, I've been working on a DIY project. And, yeah, I'm doing, like, this little furniture-type thing. And it's been interesting because I think that's part of the reason why it's, like, it's been a week. I thought I would have finished it a lot faster. I'm still not done with it. But when I sit out on my patio working on it and I'm just, like, listening to music or um, podcast or whatever and I'm just focused on the craft, like, it is kind of therapeutic because I'm not, like, I don't have a screen in front of me or anything like that. Like, I'm just kind of in the zone for the thing I'm doing. At the same time, it's mad hot. (laughs) It's super hot. So I'm sitting out there. Um, on a hot summer day with a hot glue gun and, you know, just, like, debris around you because when you're in the middle of a project, like, it's just always feels cluttered, but you can't, yeah. you don't, you're not putting stuff away because you're like, I'm still working on it. So it's, like, semi-therapeutic and also, like, oh, this heat and, oh, this mess. So <laughs> it's, that's part of why it's just been, like, a week somewhere in that right. middle range. I can understand that. Not in the necessarily the DIY space, but we had a lot of events to tackle this week. I had a wedding. I had a graduation. Had some mm-hmm. family members in town. Had to host, and it was just, it was, it was okay planning wise. It was okay expectation wise and execution wise. It was fine too. But after everyone left, after all the events were done and it was time to kind of, like, reflect, I just was like, that went wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> So it, it was just different because usually in the moment is when I notice the things and they will get to me and, like, sometimes I'll need my time or i need my five minutes or I'll get agitated and just keep it internally. But this time I was able to kind of wait till everyone left and then process those feelings. So I appreciated that. But I didn't appreciate the existence of those feelings, if that makes sense, like certain things. Yeah. 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 It's like you appreciate that you could kind of stew over it with, while not being inside of the chaos or not being inside yeah. of, you know, the turning pot. But you're still like, I wish I could just, like, let this pass and not even have to think about it anymore. Exactly. 
And also it's kind of like when you're dealing with family or friends, especially big events like weddings, graduations, you don't want to rock the boat or make it about yourself. So it's also kind mm-hmm. of like, well, what do I bring up if I bring up anything? What do I process if I process anything? So I'm just glad that those are over. <laughs> <laughs> it's past. Everybody's alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do something else. Yeah, I yep. feel you. Because that's, I mean, funnily enough, that sounds like how I tend to feel on my birthday, which is why I don't really make a big thing out of my birthday. Yeah, like, what do you mean? it always feels like pressure in general hmm. when it's my birthday. And then my birthday is around a major holiday. That's so true. I also feel like I'm competing with things, with other things people could be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like, half the time, if I plan a thing, I'm just like, oh, y'all want to do this thing? And they're like, oh, is it for your birthday? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> or if I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, they all know it's for my birthday. <laughs> they're not good. But I'm saying this because if it if people can't come or if it doesn't turn out perfectly, I'm not like, my birthday was terrible. Like, my birthday just, I'm, and then I'm not like, oh, I want this or I want that. So I'm just kind of like, I just need it to kind of be as simple as possible. And hopefully I'm not like stressing in the process. And then if afterwards I could be like, oh, that wasn't really that great. But it's not like in the moment of it's my birthday and I'm miserable or it's my birthday and everything is bad. Like, it's just like. Well, another birthday. Right. That's a good way to place <laughs> it. That No, that's a really good structure, I'd say, so that way you can't feel like, I guess, hurt or perturbed or annoyed or like, where everybody at? <laughs> if it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're getting together for this holiday, not to celebrate my birthday, but yeah. I like celebrating your birthday. And I I completely understand when it comes to pressure to celebrate or pressure to get everyone together in one space, especially since everyone's doing everything, kids, family, celebrating stuff, or maybe they're just homebodies and don't want to come out. And mm-hmm. I recall kind of being the person who was like, we have to do this for everyone, you know, so-and-so's birthday or here's a surprise party or let's do this, let's do that and planning. And then when my birthday came around, it was kind of like crickets. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just feel like you do so much for everyone else. And then it doesn't yeah. really always come back around to you, which sucks too. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm like, I mean, I'm not trying to devalue other people's birthdays. Um, but I, I do try to kind of up my thought process a little bit because I am just so low key about my own birthday. But again, it can feel like those moments when any little glimmer of like hope for reciprocation that you get is going to be a letdown because I remember uh, one year I got my mom a massage for her birthday and she was weird about it because I guess she never really gotten like a massage before, especially from a professional and the person massaging her was a man. So she was being so funny about it. Right. Like they were in a room and she wanted me to be in the room with them. And I'm like, Wait, also getting a massage or just sitting? No, she went to, right, because I wasn't about to pay for another one, just sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy was like, well, the room isn't really big enough 
for an extra person to just be sitting in there. So she mm-hmm. literally had him. And fortunately, um, at the time when we went, it wasn't crowded. Like, we were crowded. really the only people in there. So yeah. she had him leave the door open while I sat in the hallway <laughs> while she was getting her massage. But anyways, I said all that to say, right? Just like such a mom thing to do. Funny, um, right. <laughs> when because of when that happened, she specifically was like, "Oh, on your, I really like that. On your birthday, I'm gonna get you a massage." And I was like, "Great, I love massages." I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't get one. I'm just like, see, even when you have a specific rubric or like structure or a thing people still fall short like all you had to do was what you said you was gonna do (laughs) i was gonna ask how do you feel about not to say we're getting off subject but how do you feel about so if someone says what do you want for your birthday and you tell them something like oh a cd or a massage or this weighted blanket that will help me sleep throughout the night and instead, mm-hmm. when your birthday comes around, they get you nothing. This should be no instead. Like... This should be no instead. That makes <laughs> that's me what I was gonna so that's what I was irritated. Because <laughs> I am that person that if I do ask for something, I will give you a few singular <laughs> items so that you don't have to be like, well, what would Mandy like and what would right. Mandy want? You will know right. exactly what Mandy wants because Mandy <laughs> told you. Like, right. <laughs> I'm not that person that's going to leave you guessing and hemming and hawing and all that stuff. And the thing that I ask for, I will still be so grateful for it and just be like, ah, like, like I had no clues what I was getting, but I knew exactly that's what I was getting because that's what I asked for. I had um my ex. It was Christmas. I was getting ready, like preparing to move out. And so I was asking for things that I knew I would need when I was moving out. And I asked him to get me a toolkit. Like and, tools like hammer, screwdriver, yeah, like, those kind of tools? Yeah, okay. yeah, like a toolkit toolbox situation. Okay. With, gotcha. you know, the basics, like you said, hammer and stuff. And so then he's giving me, we're exchanging gifts because we weren't going to be spending, like, the actual holiday together. And um, the way – the shape of the of the gift that he's given me, I'm like, <laughs> this doesn't look like a toolbox, but I know that I gave him explicit instructions, so I know that it's going to at least have tools in it. If it's not uh-huh. the box, if it's, like – if it's not in a box, the, there are tools somewhere in this form. Right. And – He's like, oh, you asked for makeup, right? Whoa. <laughs> I just started busting out laughing. I just started busting out that. laughing because I was like, I know this is a joke. I know that this right. is a joke. He's While trying to throw I am you a, off, but they're really right. going to be in the back. I was just like dying laughing, like <laughs> legit holding my stomach. I was like, <laughs> you so stupid. I know these are tools. I know these are tools. He was just like, what do you, no, oh, snap, that is what you said you wanted. No, I got you makeup. And I'm just like, you're not dumb. <laughs> you did not buy me makeup. You bought me tools. And not to say, like, I never wear makeup, but I am not a Max Sephora type of chick. Like, 
And then he's not a I'm finna go to Mac or Sephora and pick you up nothing type of dude. Because right. because the guy the guys that go to Mac and Sephora know exactly what it is their girlfriend well, already wears exactly. and then they just exactly. buy more of that. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not like they're like, I think this is her color or maybe I should buy her all of these eyeshadows. She's like, I'm not a I'm not a makeup a, a big makeup chick. So I was like, I know this isn't makeup. I don't even I was like, in fact, I asked you for the opposite of makeup. I asked you for a toolbox. <laughs> so there's absolutely no way. Opposite. You literally I was just like cracking up. Cause like there's absolutely no way you bought me makeup. Needless to say he it was a toolbox. It was just like left open, like the way it was in the thing, it was like open and he just um put the wrapping paper around it. So when I opened it up like fully from whatever plastic it was in, I could close it and it was like a box. And I was like, okay, okay. that makes sense. Because <laughs> I, I was like, this is mad, but like really long and rectangular for some tools or whatever. Okay. All right. I thought this was going to end differently. I just know in past relationships, I have definitely been the person who's like, you know, we've been dating for a while because, I think Mandy can attest to me being like in a, a lot of monogamous relationships, so long term. Your relationship, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, without a doubt. <laughs> if y'all was wondering, oh my besides God. the fact that we already said that in this current time frame, Mandy is single, and Ali's probably kind of not. Uh, this is how it always is. <laughs> <laughs> Ali has never confirmed nor denied her status. Right, that's, what I was, I that's why I said that. probably kind of not is what I'm trying to say. But if you're ever wondering, Ali's a relationship person. <laughs> as I was saying, as Mandy confirmed, I would probably agree that I'm a relationship person. But when I'm when I'm like super single, I'm super single. When I'm in a relationship, I'm dedicated, I'm loyal. You don't have to worry about anything crazy going on. Anywho, mm-hmm. I can definitely say I was the type of person, and maybe still am a little bit, who was like, you know, we've been together for a while. You've seen my mannerisms. I know what you like. I see what you pick up. I see what you listen to. I see what you look at. I see what makes you laugh. I see what is distasteful to you. So if I go into a store, I know what you want. And since I see all these things because I've spent all this time with you, reciprocally, you have spent all this time with me. So I would expect you to have looked at what I like, what I don't like, things that make me laugh, things that make me frown, things that make me say, oh, this looks cute, things that make me say, oh, that's a bad color. And so and I hate I hate the stipulation where people are like, well, I'm not a mind reader. I just don't know what you want. And I'm like, it's not about reading yeah. my mind. It's about yeah, mannerisms. But- it's about you know, us knowing each other. And again, I'm not expecting you to just, you know, come with this perfect gift or anything like that. It's just that I would expect some kind of effort to be put in, not just because I'm putting in effort because we're different people, but because we have spent enough time with each other for you to kind of at least get some inkling of what I do and do not like. So when, I don't know, a holiday comes around and I get, what did I get, girl? <laughs> when the holiday comes around and I get, like, a light that can go on my keychain and I get, like, measuring tape and I get <laughs> random things 
that have nothing to do with my lifestyle, my likes, or even my dislikes, I'm in a state of confusion. So do you ever find yourself, like, thinking the same way? Like, okay, you should know me enough by now to know that this is what I like. Um. So here's the thing with that. Like, what you're describing mm-hmm. is thoughtfulness. <laughs> is people being in it? I think that's thoughtfulness, and that is, like, per, not perception, per, being perceptive perceptive when someone is in a space and they're not just like filling the space they're really paying attention to what is happening like they're actively like paying attention to the people around them their environment and then they once they take that in they're being thoughtful to make a marker in their head to be like oh I know this is a thing that this person cares about or likes I'm gonna put that in the back of my mind for when it's their birthday or when it's Christmas or when it's Valentine's Day or when it's Tuesday and and they're feeling down, for whatever the case may be. But I feel like that would be overestimating people's thoughtfulness, um, being perceptive, and really just, like, general, like, intelligence. (laughs) Like, not to call folks dumb, but (laughs) I'm just, like... When they sit there and they're like, I'm not a mind reader, I'm like, but you also right. not smart because, <laughs> because if you if you were smart, you would know better than to do this. Like, you may not have known what to do, but you should have right. known not to do this. <laughs> so right. I'm just Absolutely. worried about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think thoughtfulness. Because to me, thoughtfulness can be fleeting. Thoughtfulness can be... I don't know, tomorrow is Mandy's birthday. Oh, man, I almost forgot. Note to self, tomorrow's her birthday. I call you, I do the whole happy birthday shindig, and you're in my head, or if it was the other way around, you called me and did that. I'm like, oh, that was thoughtful of her. So to me, that's thoughtful. To me, thoughtful can be fleeting. It's not let me make a note on the calendar or let me put that in my head for a later date or let me save that. To me, that thoughtful can be fleeting. Like, oh, yeah, I I thought about this person or I thought about this. Let me act on it real quickly. So when I think of someone actually making an effort, to me it's like that should – I don't want to use the word should, but it should be normalized behavior, making an effort to be conscious of what's going on with your relationship should be normal behavior, in my opinion. I mean, I totally agree. <laughs> if you're putting yourself in a committed state to someone, you right. should really care <laughs> about <laughs> Yeah, but, like, you should care about the things that they, like, even if you don't personally care about it, if, like, someone I'm with cares about turtles, I may not care about turtles, but I care about the fact that they care about turtles. They care about turtles, right. Okay. That's that's what I should do, but, you know, the things people should do is not, that's where I'm, like, it's that intelligence factor where I'm, like, you should know better, but I can't. I just, I can't overestimate people's intelligence. I just got. I gotta look at them and be like, you probably. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna behave in a manner that I have low, low expectations. <laughs> I'm just like, it's probably not gonna happen. Let me not uh, get my hopes up <laughs> for that thing. <laughs> it's true, okay. and that well, might come from is. just like. Like, I would say that comes from maybe my father. He doesn't care about a lot of stuff. 
What do so, you mean? <laughs> your he father care seems about. like he cares. He, he talks as if he cares about a lot of stuff. He always has lots of topics to talk about. Oh, my dad can talk about any and every subject. But right. <laughs> the things that I feel like he really truly cares about is like a very small number of things. And holidays and birthdays and celebrations and interactions are not mm-hmm. on those lists. Like, so do I feel you take like that as him not caring or him just being free-flowing, like I'm just going with the flow, whatever happens, happens, I don't care? I don't even look at it as free-flowing, but I don't think – I don't look at it as him not caring. I just think he doesn't take stock or in, in those type of things. He doesn't see – a. Like, maybe he should be Jehovah's Witness or something, but it's like he doesn't, like, take a value in a birthday. Like, he doesn't really seem, look at that as, like, important or, like, certain holidays as being important. Like, I never look at him to to remember days or to be like, oh, this is this day. We're going to do this thing. Even Christmas, like, if it didn't come every year and we all, like, pile up in a car to go to such and such family member's house to eat, he would probably just sit at home. <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think he really cares too much about, about holiday stuff. It's just certain things where it's like he knows he has to participate in a mm-hmm. form, but he's not really interested in in participating, I don't feel like. And so... and. And living with someone that's like that, where it's like you're pretty much guaranteed my mom is going to put from mom and dad, like, on your Christmas presents, but my dad has absolutely no idea what is in this (laughs) box. And it's a surprise for the both of us. (laughs) Right. And if it's a a large possibility that if I didn't say Merry Christmas to him first, he might not say Merry Christmas all day. Like, that's just how I feel about it. He about to be like, "Good morning." <laughs> I can respect that, though. I am, I'm definitely at this point in stage. I'm not someone who's big on the Hallmark holidays. I will do the phone calls with family for Christmas and Thanksgiving, but Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents' Day. I do not participate in those. I think that those are silly. I think those are money makers. And if that's, it shouldn't be just one day throughout the year where you celebrate these people if you care about them. And I'm just like, if you can't look at the other days throughout the year where I've honestly just being blunt sent you gifts or sent you money or told you I've cared about you and loved you, and then I don't call you on this one day intentionally. I intentionally did not call anyone on any of those kinds of holidays, and Mm. it did ruffle some feathers. It did make some people upset, specifically older people in my family who don't understand when I'm like, this is a Hallmark holiday. No, no, it's Mother's Day, and I'm like... It's a government-made Hallmark <laughs> holiday to stimulate the economy, and they are just like, well, you know, I'm your this, I'm your that. And I'm like, I know, and tomorrow you're still going to be my this and my that, but I'm not going to just call you. I've called you every other day, every other day this week, and this one day I intentionally don't call you because I don't celebrate this day, and they don't understand it. And I'm also like, just like you celebrate this day and I respect that, you have to respect that I don't celebrate this day. Or maybe you don't have to respect it, but you, I would hope that you would see the hypocrisy in saying, you didn't call me. And instead of like, oh, you know what? She doesn't, uh, you know, celebrate this type of thing. So let me let her be. So, 
Yeah, but my dad's like that with every holiday. Everything. Like, yeah, you said birthdays. Everything. Birthdays I don't agree with because I'm like, birthdays are different. Like, if you didn't have a birthday, you wouldn't be here. That's different. Like, the government didn't exactly. issue you a birthday. <laughs> so I see that as different. Yeah, nah, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'll, he'll be like, oh, someone says we have to do this thing, so he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't, he's not going to plan anything. He's not going to prepare anything. In fact, we kind of got to work certain stuff around him. <laughs> it's just like, there's so much stuff that, like, especially for, like, my mom's birthday, I'll plan stuff, and I don't really plan with him in mind because I'm like, I know he doesn't care, but if I'm planning to take her out to dinner, my mom will be like, well, we have to bring your dad because otherwise he won't have something to eat. <laughs> So I'm like, right, I mean, it's a fact, right? It's like, well, what's your dad going to eat? Well, I was planning to take you out. Yeah. Or, um, like, so, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care. Um, So I've just gotten used to, even though I still feel like these things are important, I've just gotten used to where it's like, the people around me may not take as much value in it as I would for them. Okay. But I hope that if I don't, I mean, I just hope that people know that I care about them. Like I try to tell my friends and family, I love them. Even if it's not, you know, a special day, like I just want them to know because it's important to still make people feel special. Even if you're not able to do like a big thing for them really important. That's right. And sometimes people are like, oh, this person knows that I love them. This person knows that I care about them. But you never know mm-hmm. what your words can do for someone who is in need of them or who maybe isn't even in need of them or who's, you know, maybe thinking of you or maybe having a bad day or maybe just on the fence. Like, you don't know what someone can do. So if you feel that way, while you have the opportunity, I do believe you should tell them. Yeah. yeah well, that was a really long update. <laughs> it was a long update. I'm ready to return to the docket. All right. Okay. So, I have something for this is a safe space slash main topic. Um, (laughs) I want to know, well, I'll give my thoughts about it first, but I want to know how you feel about Thinking in regards to disciplining your children. So mm. growing up, you talking about? Yep, it's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going there today. We're going there. I got my juice. But, was, son. I'm off the but I was going to ask, <laughs> did you get this based off of the, uh, a specific interview? Yes, which I will bring up as well. Okay. Okay. So I guess we can start there. So as Mandy said, there was a specific interview. Well, first of all, even before this interview, this has been something I wanted to talk about, but I didn't know exactly when I wanted to talk about it. I've had this ongoing conversation with a couple of friends of mine. It's literally an ongoing conversation. Uh, Again, we're talking about, like, spanking and disciplining your children. So recently, TM. Maury Hardrick from Tia and Tamara, Sister, Sister, and lots of other television shows, movies, the game and whatnot, Hallmark Channel movies. She went on The Breakfast Club, a very popular radio show, and she was explaining the different ways that she raised her children compared to her sister, Tamara, um, 
more healthy. And so basically, to my surprise, Tia was saying that she didn't believe in disciplining, physically disciplining, whereas her sister did believe in spanking and whatnot. And she was just elaborating Sorry to interrupt. that. Mm-hmm. So you were surprised by that? <laughs> so I was surprised in the fact that Tamara seems very mellow, very calm, very perfect, lifey. And I feel like we see more of Tamara's home, mother, wife life than Tia's. And so even though Tia has the quick fix show, she has all these things where she's showing us our family, I feel like Tamara's perfect view of her home never showed anything with the inclination of spanking. So it just didn't even cross my mind. And it's not that I thought Tia, like, was like, get the belt, get a switch. It's not like I thought Tia was like that either. Tia just sometimes, to me, comes off a little more OCD or anal in some regards. I remember even when they had their reality TV show. Then they had their reality TV show, and Tia was very, like, strict about, I'm doing this vegan diet, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then... There was, like, a juxtaposition where Tamara was strict about, like, religion and whatnot. So I did see, you know, they're very different. Like, them being twins, if there were any similarities, I feel like, besides them looking alike, (laughs) they're kind of, like, out the window at this point, which is fine. Like, it seems like they've gone on their different paths. To bring it back in, yes, that's why I was a little surprised um, because it's not that I thought one would do more than the other, but Tia seemed, again, a little more anal, a little more OCD, a little more structured. So. When Tia expressed that, no, she's more free caring and she's more, not free caring, excuse me, she's more hands off in regards to disciplining her children, meaning she talks to them. She lets them know this is why that's wrong. She lets them know this is why this is not okay. And even one of the interviewees asked, well, you do like maybe spank them or pop them all sorts of good stuff. And she just kind of laughed like, no, that's not what I do. (laughs) I don't do any of that. And it just, it it made me feel a little vindicated. I'm sure this is one person to you all, but, like, I've seen Tia's lifestyle growing up, like I said, reality shows, her being on social media and everything, and I've always admired how she carried herself and admired the decisions that she made. And I want to say Mandy and I have also talked about Tia and Tamara's relationship, too, just, you know, between friends, just seeing them different differentiate. And I am honestly a believer that a believer of the fact that you it it's hard it's very 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 hard to tell your children not to hit other people not to put their hands on other people and you are putting your hands on them you are putting a weapon on them that essentially is what it is a medium that connects pain to them it's a weapon and that always confused me growing up because I got whoopings, I got beatings, <laughs> I got pinched, I got all this stuff. And mind you, I was like a, a straight-A student, A, B, all sorts of good stuff. I wasn't sneaking out. I wasn't doing crazy stuff. It was just like <laughs> it was – I don't feel like the punishment fit the quote-unquote crimes um, that I had while growing up. And so I always made it a note in my mind. I was like, I don't want my children to be fearful of me, but I want them to respect me. I don't want my children to cower at me, but I want them to have confidence in that the fact that I can talk to them, I will try to explain it the best I can, and I'm not going to get so frustrated to the point where I'm just like, bend over, take your pants down, let me whip you, let me pinch you, let me do all this other good stuff, because you're not understanding something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. I really appreciated what she had to say about 
taking the time, taking the time to explain, explain, explain. And Mandy mentioned this a couple of podcasts ago when she was talking about a different family that she watched on YouTube, and she was like, I don't think I've ever seen a family answer so many questions from a child before. Mm-hmm. And that's it really takes a level of patience to do so. So just I appreciated her coming out, not being afraid to say, no, I don't hit my kids. No, I don't do this. And I've seen like half and half when it comes to the comments. Half people, I feel like you jump right. in at the time, Mandy. Half and half people are like, no, bad kids need to be whipped. Other half are like, no, that kid <laughs> cannot defend themselves. Like, that's another right. thing. I'm like, adults fight adults, but how is a five year old, a four year old, a 10 year old, a 12 year old supposed to defend themselves? Even if they like raise their hand to block, sometimes that's seen as disrespectful. Right. So that's like, seen as defiance. Which is- <laughs> right. Mm, okay. Um, my feelings <laughs> about it, I guess, are a little bit complicated. When I was, because as I've gotten older, I feel like I've more so come to the thought process of I hope to never spank or hit my kids. Right. I don't know that I'm 100% opposed to it, but I hope to never get to those points because I used to um, babysit and like nanny a lot. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of moments where my instinct was to hit, but I was like, hey, this isn't my child, so I definitely can't hit. Right. <laughs> I definitely can't hit this child. <laughs> but I'm like, the, like, the reaction or the response of what the child is giving me, I feel like the way that I remember it or mirrored it is like, the way my parents would be like, you didn't do this thing I told you, or you're acting up, or you're behaving in a way that I don't seem appropriate, I'm going to pop you. But then I was like, okay, I can't pop them. So how am I going to respond to this scenario? And as I've gotten older, and again, like dealing more and more with different kids, different kinds of kids, I'm just like, really trying to get to the point of having them understand things. So it is, again, like taking that time out. It's definitely faster sometimes to pop a kid to get them to stop doing whatever it is that you want them to do. Right. But but it doesn't necessarily create the understanding of why this is or isn't an appropriate thing to do. And then it does create like that. That's like you said, it's an act of violence, but I do feel like there are physical, I don't want to say physical pain, but just like physical reactions can sometimes leave a very distinct memory in your head mm-hmm. as opposed to just like remembering the exact words your mom said about why not to do a thing. So something that I've been thinking about because it's something that some, um, someone did to me that I remember is kind of like physical exercises or like certain things where it's like that would be maybe the punishment I give my kids as opposed to, to popping them. I'm going to be like, okay, you're not just going to sit in this corner. You're going to sit in this push corner up, and maybe I'm up. right. Push up okay. planks or, you know, the, the wall sitting thing, like oh, you're going that. to, <laughs> right. <laughs> None of it's fun. None of it's fun. And it's still going to, I feel like provide a lesson, but it's also going to make my kids stronger in my mind. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have the fit kids in the world they could be chats. <laughs> but it's like like what's a way for me to have them understand 
this thing that you did is wrong and here is a repercussion because having the conversation to help them understand is one thing, but they're also, I feel like consequences are important and that's what it seems like the popping or the whooping is supposed to yield. It's supposed to be like, this is your consequence for doing whatever it is that you weren't supposed to do. So that's been part of what I want them to, like, want to, I guess, figure out how I would deal with my my kids is what would be the lesson that I'm trying to teach them and me hopefully having patience to, to teach it for them, but also what can be the consequence. And then having the two things at an appropriate time, because a lot of times what happens is if kids are acting out in public or acting out in a space where there's not or in a situation where there's not time to kind of go through it with them, popping and pinching is like that immediate reaction to act up. I mean, get right. Stop acting up. All right, let's go on about our day. So, like, what are some quick consequences that can come? And then what are some long-term consequences until you have the time to fully talk through it with them if you're not always in a place of let's stop everything to talk about this? That's a good point. I guess I... That is one aspect I haven't thought of. Like, okay, well, what if we're, like, in the store, we're running in real quick. <laughs> you reminded me of um, Donald Glover's <laughs> his comedy special. He was talking about this woman and her child and her son, <laughs> Zachary, was acting up, and he was, like, re- reenacting what happened. And she was just basically mm-hmm. like, Zachary, do you remember our keyword? Do you remember dolphin? Dolphin, do you remember our keyword? <laughs> but he still kept throwing a tantrum. And so, I, I mean... I guess that didn't work for her in that case, right? Like, y'all have a keyword you worked on, which means I assume that he's supposed to calm down or get it together or come back to Zen, and it didn't work. So I, but I don't feel like – so say, like, my child is acting up and he's not listening to my Zen keyword, I, I don't see how hitting him is going to make him stop crying. <laughs> it's like one of those things, right. like, stop crying, stop crying. I remember that, too, like, getting hit with a belt. You tell me to stop crying, like – do you think I'm Houdini? Like, I can't just make this pain or these tears go away. What are you talking about? So, yeah, that's okay. There's something else. There's something else I want to discuss. How would you feel about your husband, like, hitting your daughter, like, beating your daughter compared to beating your son? Do you feel like they're both wrong or do you feel like, well, my son needs more discipline or and the father shouldn't hit their daughters? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't feel like the like I'm going to be like my my husband shouldn't hit my my daughter but yeah. that's why I'm partially trying to think of well what are things that both children can do like neutrally right. where it's not like this it doesn't feel I mean regardless of being male or female or or boy or girl Children is small. <laughs> like, that's yes, cool. they are. <laughs> and still growing. And still growing. <laughs> small and still growing. So one little boom, pull, whiplash, or you think you're doing something. I don't think. I don't. I also don't think parents realize how strong they are compared to these growing, fragile bones and little plush bodies. You get what I'm saying? Like you said, children yeah. are small little humans. They're small little humans. So I, I brought that up because one of my uh, previous relationships, I, you know, we talked about kids and stuff before, 
and we talked about disciplining, and I had the same stance. I was like, I'm not going to hit my kids. That, that won't even be the last thing I do. I'm not going to hit my kids. I'll find something else to do, whether it's, like, taking away stuff, where it's like you said, Mandy, like you're going to go do some jumping jacks in the corner, or I'm going to make you fold the clothes, and I'm going to mess them up, and you're going to fold them again. Like, <laughs> whatever I have to do to get it in your that head that funny. what you did was wrong, like, that's what we're going to do. And this person I was with was like, well, no, I would never hit my daughter, but if my son is acting up, yes. And I was like, nope, can't do that. It has to be equal. You can't, you cannot yeah. do that. You cannot do that. No, like, well, well, it's my daughter. She's this. no, you cannot do that. Your child is your child, and that's showing favoritism. You can't say like the well, reality is. It's not until puberty that those like strong physical differences come into effect. So you're gonna wait right. till you twelve, like like the. <laughs> The notion of you thinking it's okay to hit the boy still don't make sense. Exactly. Girls be 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 taller and bigger half the time than boys until they hit puberty. Exactly. Or even I've had the conversation where the person's like, well, I got disciplined, you got disciplined, and we turned out fine. And I'm like, don't think I'm fine just because of the place mm-hmm. I'm at now. Like, I just told yeah, we got disciplined, but I just told you, like, hitting will not even is not even on my mind, not even a last resort. If I raise my hand, I'll pull it back down to hit myself before I hit my child. So I just mm. I just know that that's important to me in like a relationship whenever I do decide to have children because I don't have any yet. Uh, Time's getting up there. (laughs) (laughs) So if I do decide to proceed with having children, it's important that whomever I procreate with understands that this is a deal breaker for me. Like I'm very flexible with a lot of other things at this point in life, but that is definitely a deal breaker for me. Yeah, that's like, again, one of the things I think about with T and Tamara, partly why I was surprised that you didn't know that um, Tia didn't believe in like spanking, because I feel like they had, they didn't specifically say spanking, but I feel like they did have a conversation a little bit about that when they had their reality show, which was, even though Tia's semi-OCD, she's very much like a tree hugger, like, in her experience, or just kind of like a, a hippie, I guess is another way to put it. Um, which is why she went vegan for a good amount of time. But when, I think it's when she already had Crete and Tamara was getting ready to have Aiden, but they were talking about certain things that happened when they were growing up. And T was like, you were okay with that happening? And Or or T, Tamara said something about, like she would want to raise her child the way that they were raised. And T was basically mm-hmm. like, well, you were okay with everything that happened when we were raised. And Tamara was like, yeah, like look at how great we turned out. And mm-hmm. she's kind of said this in the uh, breakfast club interview too. It's like, yes, I turned out well enough, but I also turned out in a way that made me understand that I don't want to necessarily have to put people through those strict, stringent processes that's not the only way to become a good human. Like, I still feel like the the lessons, the general lessons that their parents taught them are the reasons why Tia thinks she's a good human and not because her mom popped or whooped her. And that's the only reason why she's a good human. Exactly. Like, you don't just build a good human with just discipline. <laughs> it takes more than that. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That's just how I felt about that. I wanted to get that out. <laughs> it was recent, and it's something, again, it's an ongoing conversation always for me. So I just hope that I can 
stick to my principles. And like you said, I, I want to actually start coming up with a list of alternatives. Like that, that to me would make the most sense. So it's like, okay, well, you're not going to pop them. What are you going to do? Okay, these are our options. So. Yeah. It, yeah. Because, again, like I don't know that I'm a thousand, like a hundred percent. I hate people saying a thousand percent, but I don't know that I'm a hundred percent opposed to it, but I'm also just like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I know it's not necessary. So why do we do it? What, what else could we do so that we're not enacting violence? And it's learned behavior. It's also, I mean, people want to take it back to also like slave master times and just disciplining and whatnot. And it's true. That's definitely a correlation. I just feel like at this point in time, we're not where we were 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 70 years ago, 100 years ago in regards to emotional intelligence, in regards to mental health, in regards to just generally doing the right thing, the morally right thing, the let me stop and think about it, take a second, right thing. So times have changed. Mm-hmm. With it. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything for this as a safe space or a main topic? I do. I was thinking a little bit about, I wasn't just thinking about it. Something happened that is bringing me back to dating. Yeah, I was thinking about the different kinds of ways that you can kind of meet someone to date. So beyond just like meeting a new person, you can be recommended by people you know, or people you know could be like, oh, I think this is a good match. You guys would be a good match. I'm going to try and hook you up type thing. I would love if that would happen to me, but I don't know that my friends know enough people or know enough people that I don't already know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I haven't had that opportunity. So the other thing or the other way that people find someone to date is dating someone that they knew in a past life. And I say that to say, like, someone you met in school but you weren't, you never dated them. They're just someone you knew from school or someone you knew at a place you used to work or someone you remember from camp, like something like that. That's funny. And you I've never really... Life, and I'm thinking you mean like Cleopatra times or something or you were the no. queen and I was the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Not that type of past life. But yeah, I've never really been a fan of that. In my mind, I'm just like, Y'all knew each other all that time, and then y'all never did anything about it, and now y'all getting together. It just seems strange to me, but the older I get, it I'm seems just like, well, to who? To me, but... You did the, it, okay. though. <laughs> that's, a, that's part of what I was about to say. So, okay, sorry. The one, <laughs> I was like, because, you know, we've talked about this. We've talked about how there are so many people from high school who... A, are getting together now, or who are B, popping up in people's DMs or just, like, hitting yep. folks up, like, hey, you still seem to be single. I knew you at one point. <laughs> Let's just interact together. And I'm just like, like, with a lot of them, I'm just like, no, why? Why is this happening? What are you doing? There were no other people that you could interact with. Why are you choosing me? We don't have anything in common. It's been 10 years, and I know that we still don't have nothing in common. So why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> We still don't have nothing in common. I know this for still, a fact. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, folks that you never, like, even if you did interact with them, you're just like, I even, even if you were cool with them back in the day, sometimes I could just look at it like, I remember you doing this one thing, and I don't know that I can never get past it. 
because that has shaped my perception of you. You guys might not know she's referencing something, and I know what she's referencing, and it's really funny. I wish we could tell you. Which is unfortunate, because I did have a crush on that guy until somebody told me that they did that thing, and now I'm like, well, I can't like you. Because that is that is disgusting, and I can't see anything past that thing that you did. Now, every time I see this person, too, they're always like, hey, Ollie, what's up? And I'm like, hey. Right. People know that you did this. And it's oh, very okay. disgusting. And I but can't. They were young. I can't. They were young. Right. So that's where okay, where it's like weird for me to come back into that fold. So the person that I was in a long-term serious relationship with, I knew in elementary school. And the reason why I felt like it kind of worked for me in that moment, like contradicting my own thoughts and theories, is that we knew each other in elementary school, and then the time frame of our interaction was just like completely split. There was no communication in middle school or high school and for most of college. So I was so I only had like little kid images of them in my head, but nothing where it was like shaping them as a person that I could have looked at romantically. Okay. And they're you know what I mean? And they reached back out to me like through social media and even when it happened, I wasn't taking them seriously because I'm just like, oh, I knew you when I was a kid. But I came back around and, you know, we weren't nine years old anymore. So it just kind of, I was just like, oh, you know, I guess we can talk. And, but even that didn't work out. So <laughs> it's not a very good um, example. Like, it's not the best scenario to be like, well, you know, you can fall back into something with someone you used to know. But anyway, I say all that to say because this week, someone that I knew from high school that I did have good memories or thoughts about um, had posted something that was basically like, it's singles week and um, like this, if you would ever date me. And even though I wasn't thinking Whoa. about dating him, I was just like, in my mind, if I, I, would, I would date him because I feel like he was a good person. So I liked it. And then Wait, they, can I interject? You didn't yeah. have a problem with this, like, public post like that? To me, that seems very, like, pick of the litter. Like, let me get everyone to say that they like me and then choose what I want to do. Does that not oh, seem... I'm totally that. But I also, didn't, okay. I also didn't anticipate that they would actually <laughs> respond to the post. Like, it just felt like one of those things people post. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It just felt like things that people post all the time where it's like, National Pancake Day... Give this a like if you like pancakes. And I'm like, I don't. But, you know, people that like pancakes, they're probably going to like that. No pancake day. I don't know. It just it just felt like something that people like, suppose. Um, so they slid into my DMs, and they were like, oh, I feel like you. No, but they said, I feel like you like this on accident. What? Or do you think they were being fake humble or that they were just trying to, like, nah. figure out what to say? Nah, I feel like that's genuinely how they felt. And I was like, no, like, I always looked at you as being a a good, decent person. So in my, I just feel like, yeah, I would have dated you at some point. And then they were like, oh, that's so crazy because I always had, like, a little crush on you. Again, I knew this person so long ago, and we've always just kind of had – little interactions through social media and occasionally seeing each other in person, but it's just been like very pleasant of, 
I know you, and I'm not embarrassed to to say hi to you in public. Because you know there's a lot of people you went to high school with, and you just duck like you didn't see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, where they nod like, and you nod and you keep it moving. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is a person where I'm just like, hey, how are you doing? And I generally would say that, but it doesn't have to be anything more. It's just like it's very nice to know that they're still doing well. And I feel like we just had that vibe with each other. So then to to get to go back and forth and um, just kind of have a little bit of a conversation. And again, like still nothing fully came out of it, but I was just like, well, this was pleasant. Like there was no, it didn't feel like an ulterior motive. It didn't feel like, like, he was planning it to scheme to be like, oh, I'm finna pray on Mandy now that she liked this post that I did and blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just like, we're going to have a conversation and, and that be it. And I'm just That's like, very surprising to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I said this to him too, when he's talking about it, but I was like, I'm a great conversationalist. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I have a podcast. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but no, like I thoroughly enjoy talking to people, so I didn't. I it just felt comfortable. Like as long as they're good at at talking too, it just felt comfortable. But it was just like interesting to to think that I have like these strong feelings about never talking to someone that I used to know at some other point in my life. And now I'm having a conversation with someone literally about that idea of like, oh, even though we used to know each other, we could date, even though we still haven't made moves to date. And I'm just like, is it really that crazy to date someone that you used to know? Is it really that crazy? I don't think it's that crazy. However, when I do see these people, so when we had our recent reunion and we saw people that we went to high school with that were together now that just seemed ill-fitting to me, I was like, that's odd because when you seem ill-fitting and too, like out of all the people you could date, you go to somebody back from high school, at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like that's what's familiar, even if it's someone from elementary school or middle school. It's like, okay, we have this one thing in common. We have maybe some memories in common. So at least it's a starting point. Um, I don't know if I would be, actually, I don't know if I want to talk because <laughs> most of my monogamous relationships came from being in school and whatnot. So it's like, do do I think that those could work out? Yes. Would that be my first place to look for someone? No, it would not be. Oh, it definitely still wouldn't probably be my first place to look, along with the notion that I'm still not looking. Because it does just, it just feels so weird. It's It feels so weird to me to even think about it. But I was just like, I guess I always had the mindset that if there was a good person that I used to know, it would have already potentially happened. And then I had this moment with this person where I'm just like, nah, I guess it could naturally have not happened. And then now it could happen. Why would I be opposed to it just because I used to know them when I was younger? I guess, yeah. That's why you would be opposed to it. <laughs> like, are you can never date them? people you used to know. No. <laughs> I don't know. Do I, I do have a question. Do I know this person? You know someone that they were very cool with 
Which is why this is another reason why it's weird because someone that they were cool with, I did have a crush on in high school, and I did vocalize to that person that I had a crush on them. So I'm gonna say this, and I may still delete it or you know remove from the podcast, but they were a friend of Cal. Ah, moo moo moo. And the only reason why I would delete it, because even though that's not the person's name, if Kyle were to ever hear this podcast, Kyle would know that we call him Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's like a one in maybe like a million chance Kyle would hear this podcast, but still that's too big of a chance to leave it. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Live life on the edge. All right. Okay. (laughs) We didn't say anything bad about Kyle. Kyle is such a funny nice person so many laughs so many quotables came from cal good goodness he's utterly fantastic yeah that's why i liked him yeah utterly move you didn't laugh though (laughs) i just gave you a move no but it sounded like a boo move like move i don't want your sympathy that's how cal sound move (laughs) that's how they sound when you tip them over (laughs) not on a regular (laughs) I don't I don't know how they sound regularly. Moo moo. Moo moo. Moo moo. Okay. Oh, that was a lot. It's been great. Yeah. When it be, but that's what I mean. Like it'd be weird if I ended up with this person and then Kyle was at my wedding. Oh vey. Oh vey. You know what? That's not so far fetched because of the cities we live in, like People, I think people think cities are bigger than what they actually are. When it comes to the people Mm-mm. in our circle of who knows who knows who, it's like you're not even playing six degrees with Kevin Bacon. You're playing like three degrees with Mandy or three degrees with Ollie. It's like boom, 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 yeah. and it gets back to you. So it's like it wouldn't be far-fetched if Cal was someone's plus one or someone, you know, was invited to the wedding or the after party or whatever, and they showed up. So I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I have for This is a Safe Space. So I did want to ask if there was anything that you recently watched and wanted to maybe recommend or something that's on your to-watch list. Oh, okay. I will say this. For people that like reality television and like really trashy reality television (laughs) of the people stuck in a house together variety, I have started watching Love Island. Oh, on is that the, the British one or the I've MTV started watching one? the British one. Okay. No, no, no. There's an MTV one. The MTV remake is like X on the Beach or Are You the One? But there yeah. is going to be an American version of Love Island that comes out on CBS. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that yet, but I've, I've wanted to watch Love Island from the for so long because I watch a lot of British shows and whenever I would go to England has, like, the craziest reality television, like, (laughs) the reality television game. Before you continue, can you explain what the premise of Love Island is? Okay, right, right, right. So, well, I'm going to kind of explain a little bit of British reality television in order to explain how Love Island is. So the reason why some people sometimes get frustrated with 
British shows, scripted shows, only having a few episodes is because they have mastered reality television. They're like, we don't have time to get people in a room and think about things and put together a set and blah, 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 when we can just get a bunch of randoms in a house and give them all these scenarios and then have the public vote on it and then they become celebrities. <laughs> like, so that's kind of how Love Island is. Where Oh, the other reason why their reality television is so good is because most of the time it's in real time. So when they do things like, like they have one that's called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. When you're watching this, this isn't three months from the past. Like, they're in the jungles of Australia right now. <laughs> and you're seeing the footage from the day before. <laughs> and then that same day that they do a live show, you can interact in a way that's very poignant to their actual present lives. Mm-hmm. So Love Island are, is a bunch of youngish people that are put into a house and the goal is for them to find a couple that the public will vote on and they'll be like the fan favorite couple or whatever. Um, But it's like a bunch of strangers. So when they first come in, it'll be like a lineup of boys or a lineup of guys. And then each new, if it's a lineup of boys, each new girl will come in and the guys will be like, step forward if you find this girl attractive. And then, but the girls can then pick any boy that they want. So it's usually first based off of physical attraction. But then you're trying to create these couples. So it's like they're trying to create a bond, but they don't really know how to create bonds. They literally only know how to go off of attraction. And in England, they call it like, oh, I fancy them, I fancy them. But reality is like, oh, I find them physically attractive. I feel like the public will find them physically attractive. I'm okay with being seen on television with them from day to day and week to week. So I'm I'm going to cling with, with them. But throughout that period, there are going to be new people that come into the house that can split up the couples or folks that were once in a couple can pick a new person and then folks are going to get voted out. So it's like interchangeable situation, but you want to be in that last couple standing and it's drama. It's, it's such good drama. I mean, there's so many things about it that are still annoying to me. Um, I think that instinctively it's still pretty racist <laughs> that all of the brown people are like the the people that folks find the least attractive. And I'm just like, but then there'll be like a kind of mixed race looking person that is very popular. And I'm like, mm, this does like this, none of this feels accidental, but right. I find that with most of reality TV dating shows. Like, I find that with Are You the One and X on the Beach. Like, the black people, I always, with Are You the One, I always hope the black people are perfect matches with the other black people because <laughs> they might be the only ones that choose each other. But with with um, Love Island, it's just so much drama to have them immediately try and pick the people they like, but also have the interaction of the public where they are continuously getting things where they people are coming in that are like, well, this is how you're perceived on TV. And that stirs the pot. 
because usually folks don't find out to like the reunion or, you know, after things are airing and they're going on Twitter and they're like, well, this is what really happened in the house. Like, no, people are living it and and they don't know how they're being perceived until an outside person comes in or until like the producers or the hosts of the show are saying, well, this is how people are talking about you and this is how you're coming off and this is how you're being perceived. And then that completely changes sometimes how people are interacting in their couples or with who they're choosing because while they're in there to find love, they also are on a reality television show and they don't want to be anything other than the most liked person on the reality television show. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or they want to be looked yeah. at as the most desirable person on the reality television show. So I'm very addicted. I've started with an older season just to get, like, a good idea of it, but there is c- currently a live fifth season happening, so I'm trying to hurry up and get through that older season so that I can start watching the current live fifth season and really be like, oh, snap, like the drama. <laughs> So that's one thing that I'm into right now. It's not prestige television by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm loving it. Bada ba ba ba. Bada ba ba ba. You're so silly. I thought, okay, so maybe I'm thinking of a different show. The show that I saw maybe two or three episodes of that I thought was Love Island was similar to that, but that wasn't the case. It was two different islands, and on one island was a set of like girlfriends and on the other island was a set of um boyfriends i want to say and so they would bring in different people and the <laughs> so new the new women would go over and hang out with the boyfriends and the new men would go over and hang out with the girlfriends and you could see what your significant other was doing with other people on the other island and then when it came time mm. to i guess elimination time they come together and then they decide yes we want to stay together as a couple or no, I want to go try out this new thing with this new person on this other island. So it was like some crazy stuff happening. I actually saw a clip before we started recording and there was this couple and they'd been together for like five years and she was upset because she saw video footage of him hugging up on another um, woman. And so she was like, that's just ridiculous. Like, I can't believe you did that. And he was just like, I was in the moment and I was feeling her. And then his girlfriend was like, yeah, I just, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, mm. okay. And she was like, oh, snap. What, what do you mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing. Like, you'll be thinking you're in this committed couple, and then someone new comes in, and they're like, oh, well, that's more my style, mate. Like, that's more my cup of tea. And then they just completely leave you for some new person. And you're just like, I thought we were vibing. Right. I thought for at least for five years, I thought we were something. <laughs> right. Years. I mean, that'd be even okay. worse if I was like in a full blown <laughs> relationship because these this this is like you've been in a house for a month <laughs> together. Right. It's it's like Big Brother style, but but no, I would hate to have been in a a serious relationship with someone and then they were just like, well, this new person was new and fresh, so that's why I went with them. Mm-mm. Ridiculous, ridiculous, <sighs> ridiculous. So I don't have anything that I've necessarily been, like, watching, but there's something that I've been putting off watching, and that's when they see us. And 
I've been mm, wanting to watch it. Same. I know everyone has seen it, but I know because of how it's going to make me feel, I just, I'm not ready to tap into that emotion. Like, I've been pretty happy lately. I've been pretty um, on the up and up of things, and I just know if I watch that, it might put me, like, in a state of anger and possibly, like, depression and sadness and just, like, thinking about life in a more negative way. So I've been reading articles about the documentary, about the movie. I've been reading articles about the actual case. I have been looking at video footage of the actual survivors of the incident, but I can't bring myself to watch the movie just yet. And I don't know if I – I don't know when the time will come where I'm like, okay, let me sit down and watch this. So I've been hesitant to do that. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. I watched the documentary a few years back, and it had me in complete tears. So I was happy to know that the movie was coming out, or this miniseries was coming out, but I have not been able to bring myself to watch it. And especially, like, in knowing all of the the things that have come out with, with people who have watched it and reacted to it, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, I know I, the the documentary gave all this information, so I don't feel like I'd be watching it to to know anything new. It would be to just feel those feelings and maybe understand. Like, it would, it would just be to go back in that place. I feel like it's good that it's out there for those people that didn't know about it cause there are, right. or didn't know to that full detail because there are a lot of people that just had no clue. Um, or even if being especially people place, who like, didn't live in New York. Masses. Exactly, especially people who didn't live in New York or maybe who didn't even hear about the case or they were too young to remember. I I brought it up with a couple of other people, and they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, really? Like, I yeah. mean, <laughs> what, you don't know? Like, so, yeah. No, that's exactly that. Like, my family uh, lived in New York at the time. Like, I wasn't born at the time of when it happened, um, of when they went to jail. But my family lived there, so when I talked to my family about it, they were all like, yeah, it's very, it was a very serious thing that, they, that the community experienced and lived in. And my dad was very much like, I knew they didn't do it. I knew they were making them out to be criminals. They were just taking advantage of those boys and blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought about watching it with my family, and my dad got so upset and heated. I was like, well, we can't watch it because you're getting mad emotional from it, just remembering the the, the way that it made you feel at the time. And right. it's only going to be more so because these are actors with – you know, and and it's a production made mm-hmm. to create that reaction, made to make you fully feel and understand. So I'm like, if you feel that way and we haven't even turned it on yet, we, we I know we're not ready to watch it because yeah. it's not that I don't I want to watch it and feel nothing, but I I can't feel everything. Like it, it's it would be too much. Um, I'm just happy that it's given a a light to the men's experience because some folks will look at it and say, oh, well, they sued the city and they sued the police department and blah, 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 and they got a certain amount of money, so they should just, you know, we should just stop talking about it and they would be fine. Be quiet, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like no amount of money can take away from the life 
that they lost. Nope. And no amount of money can erase the realities of what people did and would continue to try to do to them because there's still people that are trying to drag their name through the mud. So the fact that the fact that it's literally been proven by someone admitting that they did it and by the time they admitted that they did it, physical evidence was now a more prevalent thing that they could then prove that the person that said they did it did it. Yep. Folks are still like, well they had something to do with it. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do anything. They're not gonna let it go. They're not gonna like, let it go. And that's why it's like this story has to be has to be told or it's good that it's being told, but it's 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 whoo. I feel like I'm just yeah. I'm happy it's out there for folks that, that had no clue. Or for folks that mm-hmm. think that they live in a world where the justice system I feel like the justice system is as good as it can be, but it also was created with foundations from 200 years ago, and folks don't want to to, to try to make improvements on that. Nope, they don't want. A lot of people don't want to address it. They're like, "This is the Constitution. These are the bills," and it's like, "This we're not living in, the, in that day and." age anymore so no that we all know the system's messed up the system needs to be reformed the system needs to be adjusted so like you said no amount of money can like life is priceless no amount of money millions billions even can say you know what that was worth it that was worth me losing years and years of my life wrongfully convicted and still people are trying to discredit them as you said and say oh well they were involved they were in the vicinity oh the whole story wasn't told oh it was one-sided it was a b c d e f g even people in very high places have took it upon themselves to add to this conversation when it's like you have a million and ten other things you need to be focused on not trying to discredit what has already been proving to be a wrongful many wrongful convictions so yeah, even just now I'm getting like flustered and frustrated and I again, I'm like I don't <laughs> I don't want to even dive into that right now. Mhm. I don't know if I'm ever going to watch it. I I would assume, you know, maybe one day where maybe you know sometimes when you're feeling sad, you just kind of allow yourself to feel sad. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll have like a sad day and I'll be like, you know what? Now's the time to just get this out the way. Yeah. Same. Okay, so I'm glad we got to talk about things we wanted to watch or you've been watching and things that are on the to-watch list. That was all I had on my docket for today. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss? I have an underappreciated award. Nice. I did forget about that, but I do have one. Who's your song? So. Well, it's not a person, it's a thing. <laughs> and my underappreciated, or things, my underappreciated award is going to seasonal fruits. It is summertime, <laughs> and I feel like I've just been having, especially because I've been in this state or this period of not wanting to cook, that I'm literally being sustained by ready to make or ready to eat things, and seasonal fruit has been hit in all kinds of spots. So the seasonal fruits that I am really into right now, and seasonal being 
you could try and get these year round, but they're not going to be as good. Like this is the time frame to get them. They are popping. They are perfect in this season. Watermelon, especially being outside hot when it's hot. Mm -hmm. Watermelon, cold watermelon. So refreshing. Peaches, right? Peach. (laughs) I mean, I'm just talking. (laughs) You funny. And the thing that I've been eating for like the past week that really just made me super happy were cherries. And cherries are mad expensive, but you know what? They were flipping worth it for me this week. Like I was, they were so good. So my hat is going off to seasonal fruit because they changed the game for me, essentially. Like, they made me feel all kinds of good and wonderful and happy. And I'm happy that it is the season for these fruits. It is the season for these fruits. Chump, 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 choo, 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 swallow. Okay. Okay. It is the season. That was the beat I was going for. (laughs) Okay. Christmas time. Got you. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Right. Like, apples, oranges, bananas. Okay, fine, whatever. But right now, <laughs> I'm going to choose some of this, these bomb seasonal fruits. Yes, I love fruits. I like them in smoothies. I like them raw. I like them cleaned without the store wax. I'm a big fan mm. of fruits. So. I'm with you, especially like watermelon, anything with juice, cucumbers. I know it's not necessarily fruit, but it has seeds, so that's debatable. Anywho, anything that's kind of like water-based fruit, cantaloupe, honeydew, like I'm all about it. So uh, I'm not about the cantaloupes and honeydews, but I'm glad Ooh. to know when there are people who do like it so that they can eat it out the fruit salad. What? What do you have against? What? What? It's just, it's not my thing. My mother is a cantaloupe eater. She also like, why? like papaya. Is it the taste it's or just, the texture? All of the above. I don't like it. And, uh, <laughs> not <ooh>. for me. All right, Jasmine Masters. All right, then. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to send my underappreciated award to the couponing community. It's been a blessing and amazing to be at the intersection of the reselling community and the couponing community. I've gotten so many deals, so much free stuff. Even uh, recently, I had a mini light kit come in, which I've been using for my business. That's usually like 40 something dollars that I got for $3, which is just amazing. I get amazing finds all the time. So if they're like Deals you need on daily things, food, deodorant, clothes, everything like that, I suggest you, like, follow somebody on Instagram that's in the couponing community because they're always posting great deals. That's my underappreciated word for them. All right. We did it. We did it. Let's close this sucker out. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Mandy, can you tell the folks where they can find us? Show enough, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at MNO Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe on all the platforms where you listen to the podcast and rate and comment. You can also send us your questions, comments to Mandy and Ali at gmail.com, and we'll be sure to respond to you. Yes, we will. Thank you guys for listening. You've been amazing. Feedback has been amazing. Hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, Bye. 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 Bye
but I can't complain Cause I stuck to you and I asked your name Yeah, I came with games